0: This is the Mindfulness and Productivity Systems podcast with Dr. Serene Sharif. This is a space where we explore how mindfulness, productivity systems and our thoughts create the magic in our life. I'm here to help and support you if you are struggling with overwhelm and burnout and you're looking for tools to take control of your time, mind, energy and productivity. I'm your host, Dr. Serene Sharif, and I'm a general surgeon, medical educator, mom to three wonderful children, and wife, which were all instrumental in my journey to be a productivity and burnout coach. I'm excited to share my tools and unique framework to build a community We'll discuss how to overcome limiting beliefs and obstacles that are standing in the way of your dream life, as well as how to create and sustain your new habits in a way that will allow you to finally ditch your willpower and motivation struggles and have more time and energy to live your best life. I'm so excited to welcome Dr. Sogel Palawan to the podcast today. She's a board certified pediatrician, founder and managing partner of ABC pediatric clinic, serving the underserved Hispanic community in Houston. And I'm so excited to have her in the podcast and have all of you hear a little bit more about her journey. Hi, so welcome to the podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here as well. And I would love for you to share uh, a little bit about your journey and, and how you balance being a physician, being an entrepreneur and all of the different hats that you wear.
1: I immigrated from my country, which is Iran, when I was 10 years old here, and then I went through the whole residency, med school, things that we always go through, and ended up staying in Houston for my pediatric residency and my training, and then I worked with an independent outpatient pediatrician for a couple of years, and I'm in practice with my sister, and then after two years, we said, hey, let's try to venture out and do this on our own, and that was about 13 years ago. In these 13 years, I've also had three kids three awesome kids. And so I got to a point where at the age of 40, I always joke that I'm the poster child for checking off all the boxes. Okay, so I had like my education, I got married, I had the kids, I had the house, I had the car, I even had the business, it was my own business. And so I got to this point where I was like, Oh, so now what? it's like I had reached the top. But the part that was really surprising to me is that I felt horrible. And the only way that I can explain it is I had this what I call chronic fatigue, which is Roggy like being post-call in the PQ or your surgeon like coming home bringing post-call it's just I was tired all the time and there was no reason for me to be tired so I started okay maybe I'm working too much I started cutting back some days because I had that flexibility to do that because I had the autonomy with my own schedule so i cut down to from five days a week to four to three nothing happened then I said okay maybe it's the kids maybe and they're there in too many activities and so I was like we sat down we said hey kids can we cut out some activities so we cut out some activities and I was like no then I was like maybe it's my I changed my, I did everything and I didn't, nothing, nothing faced me. And so I think COVID was a turning point in my life because it really allowed me to hit the pause button and really allowed me to sit still with myself without having so much from the outside, so much stimulation from the outside and really think about what do I want and why do I feel like this? And what ultimately is what I found out is that I was, driven. And so from my outside goals, and I wanted to get to this and go get the accolades and the titles and the, the finances, whatever that I honestly had left myself like behind 20 years ago. And I was like completely neglecting who, what I called myself, S E L F, like my inner self, my inner guide. And, and it came through and that, that chronic fatigue that I was feeling was that emotional toll. It was all emotional. And it was, It wasn't like I had a bad husband or bad kids, like everything on the outside was fine, but it was that unprocessed emotions that I had held on to that I had resisted for so long for 40 years that just all took a toll on me. I was too much of a weight and I couldn't hold it anymore. And so that's how I I got involved in a couple of the Facebook websites, the physician Facebook websites, and then I found out about coaching. I got my own coach and she was wonderful and and she changed my my life, And then, and then I loved it so much. And I had it completely transferred my life that I decided maybe I want to pursue this because my mission is to really allow physicians to have a community where they can have these conversations because I was looking around everywhere. And it was that feeling of like loss and uncertainty and not having anywhere to connect to and belong to. I'd, I had gone to all the subspecialists. Do I have cancer? Do I have some weird like rheumatologic? Problem. Do you have a rheumatoid? I don't know. What is this chronic fatigue? It's coming from. And so when I understood, and it took me, it was, I'm 45 years old now. So literally, it took me five years. It took me five years of just reading outside of the boxes, doing a lot of self development book, and finally getting the coach and understanding that, oh my God, it's me. I've been neglecting myself and it's my emotions. So where I stand today after I've been, so COVID happened what, 15 months ago, right? So 15 months ago, I I can tell you I can sum it up and I can say my top 3 feelings prior to having any of this self reflection is I was angry, irritable and frustrated. And everything and anything those were the 3 feelings that I wore every single day. And I felt like it was always everybody else's fault. I was angry because the MA did this and I was mad because the kid did this and I was frustrated because the husband did this. Yeah. So my intention when I understood what I was carrying is like, okay, wh- what do you want to feel? How do you want to feel moving forward? Now that you carry these three intentions, these feelings, mm-hmm. how do you want to feel? And then I came up, I, I, I literally wrote down joy and happiness, but mm-hmm. then I was, I sat there and I was like, I don't even know what that means. Like how, when
0: you're happy. Oh my goodness.
1: And I tell the story to on the outside, I tell the story to my friends and they're like, what are you talking about? You were always happy. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like my mom, you're like always smiling. I was like, no, it's, I can't explain it. It's not on the outside. It was everything on the inside that I was feeling.
0: Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Thank you so- so much for sharing and being so open and vulnerable. I-, I felt like when you were sharing your stories, I just felt like I found a kindred spirit because so much of what you said resonated with me. And I love that you called it the post-call feeling. It's right. It's that unsettled, exhausted, like you haven't slept all night, but you can't relax enough to fall asleep because you're so wired and you don't know what's wrong. Yes. Yeah.
1: So at some point I was like, maybe I have an ADHD. And then I was like, no, <laughs> oh, there's got to be something else. I've got to go outside mm-hmm. these like medical diagnoses and get down to the really root of the cause and I'm definitely it's a journey it's going to be an ongoing journey I'm not like oh I'm great now I'm joyful all the time Mm -hmm. and life is great at least I have that awareness to where Mm -hmm. I can stop and be like okay hold it's funny because I yelled at my I haven't yelled in so long and I yelled at my daughter this morning and then I turned around and I asked her I was like why do you think I yelled today because I try to do a lot of my teachings on my kids and she said and she gave me a couple of reasons and I was like you're right okay let's process this oh what a beautiful moment so it's those little steps and and as you open up to what life brings you instead of resisting and controlling Mm -hmm. and and disengaging and avoiding I did a lot of avoiding Mm -hmm. first I did a lot of outlash ah you're so mean and then I was like okay you know what I'm just gonna check out it's just much I'm tired of yelling so let me just check out so as you open up to that and you embrace it and you become more aware then you know I feel like you're living at a different level, like your energy gets higher because you have so much positive emotions and positive emotions bring about positive energy. I became much lighter the way I explain It's my family dynamics changed. My relationships with my kids changed. My relationship with my staff. I love my staff. Like I were before I've had the same staff for the past like majority of them, five, 10 years. And before I was like, oh, no, just complaining. And now I walk around. I'm like, oh my God. I really appreciate you. You're so awesome.
0: Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. It really does affect everything. We, we start out thinking, okay, yeah, maybe it'll help with this one thing or you you want to work on this one area, but it affects so much. And I love that you talked about that feeling alone because that's a lot of what I felt when I was struggling with burnout or when I was struggling with just really figuring out why I felt that way because it was that same thing, feeling you're like you're doing everything everything. everything right, but there's something wrong and you don't know what it is. I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. But in that space though, there's so much shame and guilt and self-blame, right? You're like, oh, it's me. There's something wrong with me because everybody else, it seems fine. And you feel alone and and you feel like I don't belong here, but it's my life. I should belong here, but I don't belong here. So what's going on? So I I love that you shared that because I think that the more we openly talk about it, the more others hear that they're not alone that they do belong. And that this feeling of loss and uncertainty and frustration and all of those things are normal. We are all normal. There's nothing wrong with where we are or what we're feeling. This is exactly the process.
1: I got to a point where I was like, I'm really tired of these relationships that I'm having even with friends that are so much like at the surface, right? Like, what do you want to eat? What should you buy? And whatever, how was your day? And I kept something in me yearned like a deeper connection which is really hard in your 40s when you've had friends for so long to like really pivot and make that shift and be like yeah I don't do that anymore I really want to go deeper like I want to know about how you're feeling I don't want to just know oh, I'm fine because I know you're not fine I know you're Mm -hmm. human and you're not fine and it was really hard for others for me to find even with good friends that connection for them to like open up and Mm -hmm. it wasn't until I I found I kept asking and like, really, because I'm very persistent, pushing to where <laughs> I found two people that opened up and I was like, seeing what I want to talk about I want -hmm. this my authentic self this is I want to come and sit around and talk about I had a horrible day or like I hated my kid today like (laughs) I did not really good friends towards my kids but that doesn't make me a bad mom and Mm -hmm. so let's talk about that let's see where that came from and as we've done that and as I've done that in the past year now what I'm noticing that other people are coming forward and wanting to have those conversations Mm -hmm. with me which is like it that's just joy in itself for me is for people to like really connect on that deeper level instead of just having these, whatever, let's drink wine and have chocolate and whatever, go out to restaurants. Now I'm like, let's go out in the park and walk and talk let's go biking so a lot of more connection with nature and shifting away from like the material world into just organic stuff that doesn't Mm -hmm. cost a lot of money which I think COVID helped us with that yeah we're really we have a big backyard and we live in Houston so it's not hot it's not (laughs) cold it's hot it's not cold and I had friends over and I was like oh we gotta sit in the backyard because you can't go inside and we're just gonna drink water on some sandwiches like really low-key and I Mm -hmm. love that and I'm not gonna go back to what life was pre-COVID
0: yeah Yeah. When we talk about COVID and and all of the things that have come up, just like with everything else, it's 50-50. There've been a lot of good things that have come up and there've definitely been a lot of challenges personally, professionally for, I think, pretty much everyone. I don't know that anyone has really not had an impact on their life, but when we talk about, oh yeah, things are going to normalize, really, it's never going to go back to what it was before. And I think that's a good thing. It's a good thing because we are going to take the things that we learn, like all the Time we didn't have to travel all over the place and go for meetings that didn't need to happen, and all of these things. Like, how can we do things better? Mm -hmm. The technology that we've used through most of COVID, like Zoom or Facetime or whatever, like it always existed, right? Yeah. But somehow during COVID,
1: we started using it. We realized, wow, this is it works. Yeah, Yeah. work. I always talk about like the hybrid model. I was Mm -hmm. like, you don't want to go back to Mm pre-COVID, and you may not want to be sitting here. Where you are, but we can like integrate both of them Mm -hmm. and have some sort of hybrid model. Mm -hmm. You get to choose if you would like, and I if you would like to have a virtual appointment, wonderful, I have that option. If you don't and you want to have in person, great, I'll have that too. And so that opens up so many more opportunities and Mm -hmm. so many options. And when you allow people to choose, then they it it empowers them, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of forcing them. And I think the flexibility is huge. Like in our clinic, we've now had one provider per half a day work from home and do telemedicine, which I think is great for their quality of life, work balance that they call it. Yeah. And I think people, we had the technology before COVID, but people are so resistant to change found out, right? Like, I don't, this is the way I've been doing it and this is the way it works. And so let's not rock the Mm -hmm. boat, do it this way. And so COVID just threw us in there and said, you know what? I don't really care you got to, you can't do what you've been doing. So Mm -hmm. let's swim or sink. And most of us swam. It was just like we had to something had to push us something had to deserve us
0: to we're comfortable right when you're comfortable nobody wants to change so I think that definitely helped and and something else that you mentioned just to go back for a moment but I, I just felt like it was so important is it's just being authentic I think it' been a lot of ways I've heard from from others as well and just in discussions but what I've heard is that life is so short like we don't know what if we don't get to say this again we think that maybe oh maybe if I say no they're gonna hate me or they're gonna think I'm a bad mom bad this, bad that, whatever. We think we have all of these self-judgment going into the words that we use and we feel like we cannot be ourselves because if we were ourselves, everyone would think that we're awful and nobody would want to be with us. So again, back to that love and belonging, which is an inherent human need, like we all want to feel love and belonging. So we think we can't be ourselves because no one would want us. So let's be someone else and say yes to everything and please other people and, and live this fake life because that is the only way we can achieve love and belonging. And then I'm not going to say COVID blew that apart. I think that there's been a lot going on. There's increased there's increased distractions in our life. There's increased needs. There's expectations of what it means to be a working mom or working dad, what it means to be a kid in, in elementary school these days. Like there's yeah. so many expectations. The other day, I was hearing someone talk about a quarter-life crisis, which is what happens in, in college, essentially, when you have like, a midlife crisis a quarter life crisis Um, and it's been going on for some time it's not new but people were saying that apparently kids in high school are experiencing this crisis of emotions mm-hmm. and identity, like their identity crisis, and and you think, wow, how is this okay? Yeah. Like, how yeah. is it okay that With- we have so much pressure on our children or ourselves, and why can't we just do be ourselves and do what you know? Like, why is it so hard to accept both ourselves and others just for who they are? Yeah.
1: yeah. And I think that's social media is a huge factor mm-hmm. in that. Is oh, I have to look like the Kardashians, or I have to look like <laughs> that's the only people I know. I don't know when like, i have to have this life and and then the other thing is we our kids aren't giving any tools mm-hmm. right so like we weren't given any tools but at least we weren't exposed to social media there mm-hmm. were some pressures but it was within eight to three and then you got mm-hmm. to go home and you unplugged and you were mm-hmm. with your family but i have a daughter in high school and then one that's a son that's going into uh, in high school and every day I walk up to them I was like I'm so glad I'm done with high school (laughs) I don't really think I could have survived your world because Mm -hmm. the drama and the 24 hours of being plugged in and the conversations and then social media and then depending on what high school you're going to and academically and all the pressures it's too much and that's why we're seeing in pediatrics we were seeing it increased in suicide attempts and anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. and now it's I don't know Quadrupled. And so it's really shifted the entire, I think, humanity. A- and it's time that we address it. And I think a lot of us are addressing it in a way, right? Like doing this. And if each of us as moms, as mentors, as as leaders, or as aunts, if we can just connect and change one person's life, I always mm-hmm. take baby steps and I celebrate the baby steps, no matter what they are. If we can just connect with one child or one adult or one resident or one med mm-hmm. student and and mentor, then that just, that builds a ripple effect. Like we don't have to save the world or save the world. It's just save the person that's in your space mm-hmm. within a couple of feet away from you, right? Mm-hmm. Start there. And if everybody can do that, then we can get to as a bigger collective of people, we can get to where we want it.
0: I love that. Especially when one of the things that I've heard is, well, I just feel like I can't make a difference. When we talk about things, one of the things that I've heard is well, how, what can I do? But you're right. What if we just did connected to one person in our network called, call someone that you haven't heard from in a while and say, Hey, how are you doing? Cause you know what? A lot of people are feeling isolated right now. The world is opening back up and there are things happening and the people are slowly starting to do stuff, but still it's not the same. The other day, my middle son, we were trying to figure out a way that we, it's been cold here in Indiana. So we're trying to, it's warming up and we're trying to get them to do stuff. Cause when it was warmer, the, the kids would go out and they would, bicycle and they would still get to see their friends in a social distance kind of way but during the winter it's been really like nothing and so now we're trying to set things up and it's hard even for him he's I don't know what I would do like I mean I I, like and I'm like honey we have to try we have to learn how to talk to people again and do things because it's been a while and I know it might be hard because you're used to just talking to them online but we gotta see people in real life so there's going to be a transition I think for so many but it's especially for kids, because they don't have the same level of understanding and maturity. And it's hard for them to get back and be in real life or in person again.
1: Yeah. And they get so used to their norms and their routine. So they're like, oh, I've been doing it for nine months. So I guess this is what looks, life looks like. I'll just, right. they're so resilient and they're so amenable to change oh, and they're yeah. more than we are. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no,
0: I, what ended up happening was like we chatted and then, and then they were fine, but it was that initial face of, but how would I do that? What would that Look like and so as we transition, I think one of the things for us to remember about our kids, but also just about anybody, because it's not just kids who are going to. I am having a little bit of anxiety. I'm I'm planning to we're moving, and so I'm planning to just meet a few friends to say goodbye. And and we've all been vaccinated, so it's all fine. And I'm still like, what would it be like? I haven't done this, and so I think it's just a transition and understanding that feeling a little bit of social anxiety is totally normal. Yeah, Yeah. And, and. And the more we do it, we had, it was really hard to do the other way, being totally social and then like having, meeting nobody. So any change is hard, but it's okay. And you just transition and you'll, one day you're going to laugh about this.
1: It's all for experience. We're all growing. Mm -hmm. We're all evolving. And that's good. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
0: So I would love for you to share a little bit about what are, when we talk about evolving, right? What are some tools when you were feeling that like deep burnout and fatigue and feeling exhausted? Exhausted, one of the things that you said, which I loved, was just being curious and saying, okay, I wonder if this will help. Yeah. I wonder if because you don't know until you try. So I loved that you tried different things to see what could be happening and what could like, how could you do this better? Or what could what changes could you make? But I was just curious, were there any other tools
1: that you used? Because I'm sure our listeners would love to hear how did you get out of it? Yeah. How did I get out of it? It It's so funny. So I would say, in one word, I would say mindfulness. A year ago when I thought of mindfulness, I was like, okay, you have to be present in the moment. Mm -hmm. So I would physically sit there and I'd be like, I'm present in the moment, feeling better. I'm not doing any work. See, I'm being present with myself. So that's not the right approach. That's when mindfulness, I think for me, is to going inside, right? Taking the mirror and looking within and being like, what the heck is going on in my brain? And how the heck am I feeling. And if I'm feeling angry, why? That's a very Mm -hmm. good question to ask yourself. Why? And it's never why, because the employee did this and the husband did this and the staff (laughs) and the teenager Mm -hmm. brought in a bad grade or whatever. It's not. The why always has to do with you. So I think owning it and taking responsibility, because I didn't do that. I didn't take responsibility for my actions in a sense. I didn't do anything wrong, but, and the way I did that is I started with the coach journaling, I started taking some time for myself because Mm -hmm. I had taken so much time for everybody else. My to-do list had to do with go to work, do this thing, and then pick up the kids and then cook and then whatever. I had to do with the external world. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, okay, I'm going to start with 20 minutes, 15 minutes, whatever you can fit into your schedule. And it's going to be for me. So I'm going to go sit somewhere alone and I'm just going to, and the other thing, I'm not just going to think out loud. I ha- I will write it on paper because once you put pen to paper, the thoughts that are really ingrained and really deep and really subconscious that don't usually come up when you're just thinking and driving and talking, those are the ones that sneak in and you will like, I would write stuff down and be like, oh, okay. And then having compassion. They don't be like, oh my God, that's why I feel like that. Because I think that, how could I think? I'd be like, okay, I feel that. Okay. Let's see why I feel that. And just like mm-hmm. questioning it. So I started a journaling routine. And then other things that I did, I, because of COVID, none of the kids had after school activities, which Mm. is the best thing ever. So (laughs) I would come on and be like, oh, we're done
0: for the day. We don't Mm -hmm. have to do
1: anything else. So I found a zoom workout with this class. And so I did my zoom workouts two or three days a week, and I'm still continuing to do that. But whatever set, what I say is set a goal for yourself. And when you honor that goal, then that gives you a boost of energy. That's very Mm -hmm. empowering. And make sure that your goal is not like crazy. I'm going to work out two hours a day for seven days a week. No, mine was like, I'm going to do this workout one day a week. And I told Mm -hmm. the instructor, I'm going to zoom in one day a week. And then as you start doing that activity and it makes you feel good, then you're going to be like, naturally, you're going to want to continue that activity. So that's what I did. I started with a workout. I journaled, I journal, I I religiously journal. I like, that's like my religion. I keep telling, I know when I coach, I'm like, got to journal Mm -hmm. if you you just take because you can just listen but Mm -hmm. the application part is what makes the difference I can talk to you all day long or you can talk to me all day long but if you're not going to act on what you are doing and if you're not going to go in and really delve and really grind and get that stuff out then it's not it's going to be very superficial and so I honestly I prioritize myself I put myself number one on the list and I had zero shame and I had zero guilt about it because I said I know how I showed up for five years in this chronic fatigue. And so if this is what it takes for me to feel better, and then when I feel better, then I'm going to be able to share that joy with everyone. I often explain the difference between giving and sharing. We give all the time, Mm -hmm. but the difference between giving and sharing is when your cup is full and it overflows and naturally you share right? Giving is you are empty, like your gas gauge is on zero. And but then you just keep giving and giving. Mm-hmm. So it comes from a different space. And so I that's really it. important to
0: Yeah, what a beautiful analogy and is so true. And and I think everyone should put themselves first because you're right. Like when we are when our cup is full, we show up as our best self everywhere in, in our professional life in our personal life in our relationships everywhere. And so I don't think that there should be any shame or guilt in doing that because that's really how you live your best life. I, I think that's awesome. And one of the things that I have done, and it sounds like that's I heard you talk a lot about journaling, which I completely agree is like an amazing tool that is so underutilized. One of the things that I've done that has really helped me connect to that subconscious, unconscious space is I'll typically start my journaling, personal journaling, or when I talk to the those that I coach, what I recommend is to do a, a short meditation, it doesn't have to be long, but like a five or 10 minute meditation, or even just five minutes focusing on your breath and just slowing down your thoughts. Yeah. So you do that and, and then you do that and then you journal. And I've found that, you know, exactly as you were saying, it's like this self-discovery. You didn't even know you were thinking that Mm -hmm. or feeling that. And you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is why I felt like crap all day. This is what it's about. And, and I just feel like there is nothing else that can give you that connection. Everyone's always looking for outside oh how do I figure this out someone's going to tell me what to do even when I like I have had a lot of limiting beliefs uh, about technology and being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and things and I used to think oh I just need to sign up for another course because that's how I learn and become a best, better entrepreneur because you know of course I don't know and I have these reasons like my brain offers these excuses as to why things are difficult because I'm not an entrepreneur and I never went to business school and then I realized that is all crap there are people out there who are doing this who have never been to business school, who have never done any of these things and and their field is something else as well. When I stopped believing the excuses and I said, okay, yes, it's true that I don't know X, Y, Z answers, but it is also true that I can learn that. And there is no one else who's going to have this magical answer. Who's going to tell me what to do with my life. The only person with answers is ourselves. And so when we like believe in ourselves and say, okay, I'm okay, I can figure this out. I'll make mistakes and I'll learn and I'll figure it out. And every time you l- you do something, when we are successful in it, it's great. It's like, oh, look, I'm so great. But then when you make a mistake or something doesn't work out, and you're like, oh my God, I'm such a failure. Of course, it's because I'm not an entrepreneur. Like, I just don't know this. So like It's like our br- we are just looking for these reasons to explain why we struggle. And it took a while, but I started thinking of successes and failures really as just data points. There are yeah. data points that tell us oh go right go left it's like the GPS yeah so I love failures now because now I know oh no I went left but you know what at the next turn signal I need to make a right and again like you were saying earlier it is a place for us to connect to ourselves to find our own answers and each time we learn something whether it's a failure or a success however we want to call it but instead of calling it success and failure I I term it just it's another data point so we get these data points and it allows Allows us to know, okay, maybe I should try this next. What would it be like if I tried this next? And And at the end of the day, each of these then gives us a boost of self-belief, of excitement of, oh, I did this thing and it totally didn't work. Awesome. So I'm going to try something else. And so I think that's been a huge change in just a way of thinking for me too. Yeah. So I love that you shared that about journaling.
1: Yeah. And I've been an entrepreneur for 13 years <laughs> and still with my podcast it took me a year of I can't do technology (laughs) I don't know how to do technology so it's definitely not it's definitely a belief I believe you yeah oh do it
0: whatever you'll figure it out just do it just sure yeah absolutely me too like actually I wanted to I wanted to start this podcast actually before the pandemic so I've been thinking about it for a while then I'm like I don't know technology has it's been something I've thought about a lot and I just feel I don't know if it's going to work out and I've made a lot of my past self would have called it mistakes. But what I've learned is that I've learned a lot of ways to grow. And so I think that that's another tool that has really been helpful is just knowing that we get to reframe, we get to, you know, we get to write our story, we get to choose what we believe, and we get to reframe the things that happen. My first podcast was a total technology disaster. I'll be honest, like just all the things I don't know, I'm learning, right? So I, and I had a debt, like I had a date, I'm like, I'm going to do it this way because that I just put the date out and I could have said you know what it's not working out. maybe I should try it next year but instead I said you know what there's so someone's gonna find this so fun to listen to because of all the nuances in it and I just put it out there and each of them I just do it and I'm like oh well, I, I actually edit my own podcast my children are my virtual assistants they help me yeah it's just at some point I'll probably have someone else edit my podcast but but it's just it's been fun because I realized that I'm having fun and there's no reason for me to feel like oh I I don't know what to do. Maybe I should have someone else give me the answers. I'm just like, I'm going to do it. And the ups and the downs in the podcast are going to be part of the fun that someone else is going to find valuable and learn
1: from. So why not? Yeah. And it's funny with the podcast that you're telling me, my daughter came up to me, she's mom, she's 15. She's like, mom, so my friends and I listened to your podcast. And this is just like coming from teenagers, we're really critical. So I'm just going to tell you this, but don't get mad. But you're audio is awful. And I was like, Oh, my sister told me the same thing too. So and I was like, does my audio sound awful? He's yeah. So put something out there. And when it is something new, just be open to I didn't think that was a criticism. Mm-hmm. I actually took it as like a like a offer, like she's yeah. helping me out. Oh, I'm sure other people noticed it. So let me go and look. And it wasn't mm-hmm. like, Oh my god, I did it wrong. I can't do it. Let's stop. It was like, right. Oh, thanks for letting me know. Yeah. So now I can fix it. Exactly.
0: I love it. Yeah. And I love that you think of it as an offer, an offer to help, an offer of a different perspective. And so I I think that's really an amazing gift. Now if you could go back in time and talk to your younger self, is there anything you would tell her?
1: I would tell her to slow down. I feel like I rushed and it was always like what's the next step and we got there so now we got to go here and we got to go there and I did not take the moment to like really enjoy those moments mm-hmm. whether they were positive or negative and it was always like if I was in a positive space I'd be like oh but what are we doing tomorrow and what are we doing the next day so like there time there is enough and I have a lot of beliefs about time and scarcity around time so that's where my my actions come from. So it's like, you have enough time and you are going to get to whatever you need to whenever that needs to be. And if it's not next month, that's okay. It'll be the month after that, or it'll be a year after that. But showing up and really enjoying yourself in that present moment and absorbing it, right, is much more important than rushing through because that's essentially what I did. I rushed through until 40 and I got somewhere and then I was like, oh my God, I feel like crud. Like what's going on? It's just because I hadn't enjoyed any of it, right? I hadn't absorbed any of it. I hadn't processed any of it. So just slow down, especially in this world especially in the society that we're living in there is no rush you are not competing with anyone else if you come from a mindset mm-hmm. abundance there's plenty of money out there there's plenty of jobs out there there's plenty of food out there like we're not in the cave ages mm-hmm. like fighting for like meat and harvesting stuff like your brain is there but that's right. why you have to get to know what your brain tells you and then choose to mm-hmm. believe that do I have enough time and even with this podcast I was like oh my god I have no time what am I gonna do it? and I was like down. had to get a lot of coaching around that so calm down enjoy the moment slow slow your pace just enjoy life whatever it brings you whether it's positive or negative just enjoy all of it
0: I love it how awesome and really just let go of this thought that oh I'm behind this is not where I'm supposed to be I'm supposed to be like there and and I'm here and you're exactly where you need to be and just to enjoy that moment I think that's beautiful thank you so much for sharing if our if any of our listeners wanted to get in touch with you and know more about you where would they find your information yeah so I have a
1: Podcast, which is fairly new, it's called Mindful, Mindful, sorry, Mindful <laughs> Coaching for Female Minority Physicians. That's on iTunes, Spotify, and Buzzsprout. And then I have just created a Facebook page called Mindful Living, which I am taking the our episodes with the podcast. I teach a lot of tools, and I get really detailed into into my journey, and I share my experiences. So through the Facebook page, we are going to engage more. One thing I don't like about the podcast is you talk, but then there's there's nothing that comes back. So I'm like, I think the Facebook page will give us a platform to have a two-way conversation instead of a one-way conversation. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much. I will, I'll include that information in the show notes as well. So everyone will have a chance to connect with you and get to know you more. I really appreciate the time that you've spent with us today and all of the wisdom that you've shared. Thank you so much. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. For my listeners, if there are any topics that you want to hear more, please drop a comment below. I would be happy to add those to our weekly content. For all those listening, thank you for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or two. I would so appreciate that. I would love to hear from you. If you have a story, to share about burnout or overwhelm, please reach out to me so we can continue to build this community so no one has to go through burnout and overwhelm alone. You can reach out to me at my website serenitywellnessmd.com or Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Facebook page or at serenitywellnessmd on Instagram. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice. Tune in for the next episode coming to you every Thursday morning. Goodbye for now.